get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Alongside Tanner Hendrickson and Grant Francis, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, and we are happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Paul Hoynes. He covers the Guardians for Cleveland.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Hoynes, H-O-Y-N-S-I-E. Paul, we appreciate the time, man, ahead of this Cardinals versus Guardians series. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing all right. So the Guardians are an interesting team to me, Paul. I thought coming into the season, uh, they were my favorite to win that division just because of the pitching. Like they, They've got the pitching to be able to make up for any lack of offense that they may have had. But then you look at what they've done so far this year. I didn't think the offense was going to be this bad. They're last in Major League Baseball in runs per game. What the hell happened to this team, Paul? <laughs> Yeah, well, I picked them to win the division, so that put the kiss of death on them. <laughs> so that that was that's one reason they're struggling so bad. But they have they just haven't, um, you know. Last year they they had that uh, it was like that magic touch. You know, they were like the the new kids on the black block. They were playing uh, old time baseball in a uh, you know in a in a you know in an era when the home run rule that they were going first to third. They were hit, you know, stealing bases, and I th- and I think a lot of teams have kind of caught up to that, you know, that kind of style of play. That you know, a lot of teams have adopted that style of play, and uh, they just, uh, they just, it, it just hasn't worked as well as it as it did last year. Paul, with that being said, the, the number one guy that, of course, comes up in conversation when you're talking about the Cleveland Guardians is Shane Bieber and him being potentially trade bait at the deadline and he's he's been in this conversation for feels like the last couple of years uh, with the offense struggling like it has is it possible that they're going to have to be forced to move him at the deadline to try and add to their offense to help propel them in this division and get back into the playoff hunt well i think if they traded beaver you know they, they've raised the white flag they're, you know they're not looking to be in the playoff hunt to uh, if they trade beaver i mean this is you know they would uh they would definitely take a uh you know, a different approach. Um, uh, you know, they, they, with the Bieber thing, you know, like you said, it's been, you know, he's been rumored to be, you know, on the market for a while. Um, you know, he's got one year left to, until he's a free agent. They have not been able to, um, you know, sign him to a multi-year deal. But, you know, they would have to get, you know, they would have to uh, get a lot to trade him because he still has one year left. Paul, when you look at the way that he's pitched this year, you look at the traditional numbers and it's like, man, he's, he's going deep into games. He's got the low ERA and the low threes once again. But you look at the, the, the newer numbers, right? The average exit velocity and the way that he's getting hit. All of that screams, oh boy, this might not be sustainable. You watch him night in, night out. You get to see him every fifth day. What have you seen from Shane Bieber so far this year? Does it look like the same guy to you? Well, you know, he, he has lost some velocity. That happened, you know, after the uh, 2020 season when he, uh, you know, won the Cy Young. His, his velos dropped. But to me, he's really become more of a pitcher. You know, he's really adapted well. He, you know, he kind of, you know, he's, he's, he fluctuates between 90, 91, 92. You know, he's, he was, his velo was up a little bit. 
against the Mets when he threw the, you know, the complete game on Sunday against Verlander and looked great. So I think he's really pitched well. As he, you know, as he ages, I think he's he's learned how to pitch more. It, and to me, he's still, you know, kind of a frontline starter. And uh, I think he'd be very attractive to anybody, uh, any contender, if uh, Cleveland decides to move him. It's obviously so early, Paul, and so it, it's hard to have these conversations right now. But in St. Louis, the Cardinals' rotation has been so bad that that's like the number one thing that everybody is trying to talk about right now. Because the it's almost the opposite; it's the inverse of what the Guardians have been this year. Cardinals have this great offense, but terrible starting pitching. And so one of the names that we bring up all the time is Shane Bieber. If the Guardians got to a place where they said, you know what, it, it's just we we cannot compete in this division this year because of our offense. What do you think they would be trying to acquire in a deal with Shane Bieber? Is this the thing where they would just try to get prospects in return? Are they a team that is going to kind of value the major league ready players more? What do you think they'd be looking for? Well, they need offense, and they've got prospects up the yin yang. (laughs) They've got so they've they've got prospects all over the place. They're the youngest team in the big leagues. They were the youngest team in the big leagues last year. They need hitters. They need some you know established offensive players. I think that's that's what it would take to get Bieber. I mean that's that's me talking. You know I'm sure you know they have a different view of this because they're the guys that have been stockpiling middle infielders for the last seven years. We've got some of those for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Paul. With that that being said, I mean, talking about the the division, the AL Central. How how do the Guardians approach it? Will they approach it with guys like Shane Bieber that we're talking about, of course, to where hey, we can just if we just find a way to win this division, we can get in and anything can happen. That's kind of the Cardinals' mantra: we win the division, we win ninety games, and anything can happen in the postseason. Or is it hey? we don't want to just get to the postseason. If we're going to try and make a run and hold on to a piece like Shane Bieber, whose value is high right now, we got to make sure we're a team that can go on a deep playoff run. Well, I think, you know, every, every year they have the idea of winning the division and getting to the postseason, like any other team, you know, they showed that last year where they really kind of came out of nowhere, won 92 games, you know, won the wild card round and took the Yankees to what five games in the ALDS. So, you know, I think, you know, that, that's their view. You know, if they get like like you just said, if they get into the postseason, anything can anything can happen. Paul Hoynes is our guest here on 101 ESPN. You can read his work over at Cleveland.com. He covers the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Paul, just a couple of quick questions on this team that we're going to be seeing going into the weekend uh, here in St. Louis. When you look at the offense that the Guardians have, I I mean, the numbers shout out, they, they just don't have any power that can really hurt you. Has that been the biggest issue for them offensively so far? Definitely. They've, they've hit 30 home runs, you know, for the season. I think there's six teams in the big leagues that have hit more than 30 home runs in, in May alone. Oh so, God. you know, they're like, they're a pop gun offense. They, and you, they get behind and they can't come back. Uh, you know, if they do get ahead, they're, they're kind of tough to beat because they've got their bullpen has come around, you know, they've got a solid pen and their starting pitchers will keep you in the game. But, you know, they have a habit of scoring early and then giving up, you know, getting, getting behind. And, and that's pretty much, the ball game. So, uh, you know, last year they were like, they had like 40 come from behind wins. They were, you know, they were, they had 13 wins in the in extra innings and they, they just don't seem to have that feel this year. Is there any reason to pitch to Jose Ramirez with this lineup that's around him? 
<laughs> none, none whatsoever. That's why he's leading the big leagues in intentional walks. He's like the the miniature Barry Bonds right now. <laughs> no, nobody, will, nobody will pitch to him, and uh, you know he's kind of you know I think he, he's kind of having an in and out season. He's still dangerous. And Josh Naylor, I should say, you know, has has had a couple streaks where he's helped them out. He's got 31 RBIs, and he usually hits behind Jose. Uh, final thing here, Paul, before we get you out of here, as as we're looking, we're canvassing Major League Baseball for starting pitchers that can actually like throw quality starts. Is Cal Quantrill somebody that you think that the Guardians are building around right now, or do you think his name will come up in conversations this summer? Well, I think you know he's a, he's young. He's a, he's still young. He's still controllable. You know, he's kind of like the ideal, uh, you know, starting pitcher that teams would value. But I think the uh, Guardians like him. You know, he's really, he's kind of a gritty workhorse guy. He gets you into the sixth or seventh inning. You know, he gives, you know, he's not going to strike a lot of people out. He pitches a contact. So I think, uh, you know, he, he's an attractive guy. One guy I, I, I think that might be off the radar is, is Zach Plesek. He's down at AAA. They sent him down. He was in the rotation since, uh, you know, ni- 2019. He's kind of a, a sleeper maybe for teams. that and I don't think he's got a spot here. So he might be a guy that, that could draw some interest. 